This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. doing in the background i just saw you doing all this joseph what i was are you doing? trying to fix my mic as quickly as possible because <laughs> there was there was some static noise coming in into play but doesn't matter if uh, if i'm trying to do it discreetly apparently <laughs> i mean i mean you know we uh, got you know anyway ah, we are live welcome back ladies and gentlemen today on ays i am one of your co-hosts blake Rafino. i'm always normally here but my SEC college football co-host is going to be joining us here today, Joe DeLeon. Sure. For everybody who doesn't know Joe DeLeone, Joe, what's happening? Uh, not much. I, I was kind of hoping that there would be a little more drama today, and there's not. But there's still a lot to discuss with the playoff, and there's there's so many. The, the bowl game schedule is is really freaking weird. I, <laughs> it, it, and it's not, it's not weird in the sense where, like, there's – there's like all these crazy takeaways that we can have and we can be like, Oh, how did so-and-so get into this bowl? It's just weird matchups like the Tulane USC one or the Iowa Kentucky one. Oh, well, it's going to be a fun Clemson slate. has, who does Cle- who did Clemson get? Um, shoot. Tennessee. Tennessee. That's a good yeah. one. That's a good yes. one. I think that there are some really interesting matchups. I hope Tulane. And I say this with the most Louisiana bias of all time beats the dog shit out of USC. <laughs> I'm talking about like clap. They're not going to do well. They could do it. I mean, if Caleb Williams is hurt and he, he he tore his hamstring, then there's no reason to risk playing him in a bowl game. So right. they might have a fighting chance. But look, Joe, let's break down this SEC championship game. Look. 
a lot of people are going to say what they're going to say about LSU. I was really impressed by how they fall back. They go down 35-7. to seven. They fight all the way back uh, and make it a, a three-score game and 20 points. But uh, late Garrett Nussmeyer interception and a late Garrett Nussmeyer fumble, LSU's not able to capitalize and close that gap in the fourth quarter. But, Joe, we did talk about Saturday morning. Yes. LSU could expose Georgia's defense through the air with the receivers. But here's the ultimate question. Is there anybody left in the field in the playoff that has receivers? They're about to get them in Ohio State. Mm -hmm. So we're going to touch on that, but we're going to touch on the SEC championship game. Obviously, we got a massive LSU crowd that's in here. I want to get your thoughts on Purdue. You've probably seen Purdue more than any of us. I would would assume maybe. Um, a little bit get, enough to enough to talk about them, even though that game was was really really boring. But they, nonetheless, well, I, I mean, that was the first time I sat down and watched Purdue. To be honest, I mean, I never sat down and just like watched Purdue. Uh, to be point blank, yeah, and I, clear, I, I, I've watched them a couple times this year, especially that that first game that they had at the beginning of the season against Penn State, and they've evolved and changed so much since then. There's a reason why they won the Big Ten West, though. There's Really, not a lot of competition in that in that division in the Big Ten, and it shook up the way that it did because of how inconsistent and how lopsided some of those teams were. Absolutely, it, it didn't take much for them to win it. Yeah, and you know, look, we'll we'll, we'll you know, I, I think I think if you know majority of LSU's team stays, which I think you're going to have some departures in the portal, which we will get to. Mm-hmm. Uh, message boards going wild this morning uh, in Alabama, so. We will, you know, it's being posted on social media. Let's, I think we might need to talk about that one if it's being posted. Uh, also, look, we talked about this yesterday too. I, I Call me crazy all you want to. Klubnick at Clemson's a problem. He's a problem now. So everybody wants to say Dabo's over. Okay, now I told you, I told you. <clears throat> that you, if they win a natty before Dabo gets fired, steak dinner. So yes, yes, that's still on the on the uh, that's still out there, and I think that Clemson is going to recover. I'm going to be praying to all hell that that <laughs> doesn't happen because Klubnik looked really freaking good. But I still stand by my take that that Dabo is one of the most stubborn coaches out there and is so unwilling to make changes. I don't disagree. We, we watched how good Klubnik is, and it. The only thing that's going through my head the whole game is why the hell were they not starting him sooner? After the South Carolina game, he should have been pulled. I don't know. At the beginning of the South Carolina game, he should have been pulled. There were so many times during the season, DJ Uyunglele should have been pulled for Kate Klubnik. No doubt. But he's fantastic. I'm excited. And he's he's one of the few true freshmen, number one overall quarterbacks that can step in and and make that, that kind of noise. Well, you will be happy. I did. I took the Vikings today plus or minus three. Last Ooh. second heroics by you know by their defense. Uh, the Jets just went down. Uh, on I think they won by five twenty seven to twenty two. What about your uh, Giants? I, I was I, I didn't see the ending of that game. Did the Giants pull it out or what happened there? They they tied. Uh, which is what? The, the, why the do most we still NFC have ties? Yeah, I I didn't watch the game admittedly because. I don't get that game out here. I don't want to pay for, for Game Pass. And I was at the gym when, when it was going on, but I was kind of tracking it. And then I got the, the notification right when I sat down is that it was a 20-20 to 20 tie, which 
It's one of the worst parts about the NFL. Can, can we put together some type of a shootout, like in every level of professional sports? Well, it, yeah, I mean, if you can, if you can sell it in college football, you should be able to sell it in the NFL. You know, yes. like I mean. Anyway, all right. So let's do this, Joe. We got a lot to talk about. Let's talk some LSU, Georgia recap. Let's talk uh, that game holistically, what we saw from that. But we do got to talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, listen. I just when I just said I, I placed a bet. I placed it on BetOnline.ag. Props, parlays, whatever you futures, whatever you want, you can do that today. I'm gonna. I, so listen. I got a little parlay brewing over at BetOnline. I just took uh, the Bengals and the Dallas Cowboys in a small little parlay. I took the two and a half, the plus two and a half with the Bengals. Uh, but you know me, man. I mean, I'm, I'm too Italian to bet big. I just bet, you know, like five bucks, you know, so five bucks Same. to win 20. So, but when you go, but <laughs> use the promo code BELIEVE50 at checkout. That's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0 at checkout, and you'll get 50% off your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. How many times do you think I've said that to memorize it without looking straight in the camera? I mean, uh, oh, a thousand times. I, I, I've done the same thing for me where I don't have to do the, the read anymore. I've said it. I've heard my co-host Sean say it on, on my college football pod. It's so many times. <laughs> Shout out to our good friends over at betonline.ag. All right, Joe, let's get into this. I admittedly so listen what we talk about a lot of times on this show especially on Saturdays I'm really homerish but when we get here to AOIS I kind of just let like let's get down to business let's get down to business here LSU got their cheeks clapped up front Georgia holistically just pushed them around on defense LSU's defense did not play well however I don't I I don't know if you could say that Georgia's defense played well either. So a lot of people are talking about Garrett Nussmeyer, and rightfully so, play extremely, extremely well. Let's see how that that transfolds. We'll talk about that a lot in bowl season if he does, you know, stick around as most college quarterbacks don't. Mm -hmm. Joe, Georgia got exposed. George, not only did Georgia get exposed, they got exposed by two quarterbacks. Now, people will say, well, Blake, Jane Daniels only scored 10 points in the first half, which I will agree. He was on pace, though, however, to have 400 passing yards with a guy that everybody says doesn't throw the football down the field. Joe, they attacked the middle of the field. They attacked Georgia long. I, I don't – I think of all these matchups for Georgia, the most intriguing is going to be the two in the Big Ten. Ohio State, for whatever it's worth, although they've played pretty shitty all season, they have the dudes on the outside that can beat Georgia. The problem is, is their defense better than LSU's to stop anybody will ultimately be, be the question. When you watched LSU-Georgia yesterday, how did you come transpire? And the second part of that question, I will be – you are a special teams guru, a special teams guy. I have never seen in my life a blocked field goal that resulted in a kick – what I guess you would call a kick six in, a, in, a, in, in that scenario when the ball touched the ground. Now, the rule says the ball – if the ball's still rolling or rocking, I mean, I, I – uh, So, well, first of all, I got to say I did get a kick out of one of your listeners tagged me and was like, let's ask Joe DeLeon. So, uh, I got to be completely honest with you. Oh, they did, did not know that was you? the rule. 
Someone did on under that thread. So that you, you had I mean, you're you, so to to our listeners on AYS, you have not. I did not know that was a rule. I thought that the ball had to be played in the air. I thought that the minute that it made contact with an opponent, it. But but according to the officiating analysts, according to the officials, that's the rule. I just think that we haven't really seen anything like that because for the most part, I think it's if it advances past the line of scrimmage is what makes it a live ball. So if it if it went, I I, I guess like I just don't understand. But it's a what, live ball if it's behind the line of scrimmage. Right, that's where I don't understand. Where I just have never seen something like that happen before, and it's not like it was something biased that happened that benefited Georgia. It's just I don't think any football player has the intelligence to pick up that football and run with it. It's what? one of those things where we make that assumption, and I would have made that assumption that play. I'd be walking off the field as the long snapper. I wouldn't have gone and, anywhere. And near the just ball. so I everybody knows, you played five years at Rhode uh, four Island, years. four years yeah. at Rhode Island. As a long snapper, and you didn't even know that. No, no. And again, Have you I, ever practiced that? Never, never once. And it's it's kind of like uh, some of those like intricate uh, punt return rules where you can't advance the football. Like no one really knows that, but like a smart football player knows so- something like that. And credit to uh, I forget which Georgia defender picked it up. Credit to that guy for just taking the risk and picking the football up and running with it. I don't think he even knew. I think right. that was just pure chance. Like let's see what happens here, but. Um, I, one of those just strange, goofy rules. I can't, I can't sit here and say that it was like a biased pa- decision. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I can't say it was a biased decision. I think it was just no one knew. Is Brian Pullian a good special teams coach? You being a Notre Dame fan, uh, I think he's fine. Um, so I he sucks. They were really inconsistent when Pullian was there. They were extremely inconsistent. In what uh, way? Brand- in what ways? There were a lot of there were occasional snapping issues. There were occasional punting and kicking issues. And I think that now that Pullian is gone, and the name of the Notre Dame special teams coordinator under Freeman is is uh, slipping my mind, it's been a complete 180. They have one of the best uh-huh. special teams in the country. They've produced multiple blocked punts uh, since then. But Pullian's really inconsistent. Those issues that I'm seeing, like what we're talking about, it's not the first time that a kick's gotten blocked for LSU. Um, that those kinds of things happen at Notre Dame. Those those issues happen at Notre Dame. I'm so not this saying isn't fire new. him, but would you say? <clears throat> so this isn't new. This is something that happened no. at Notre Dame too. Okay. Yes. All right. So I just want to get that cleared out of the way. Secondly, your thoughts on how the game transpired. I, I thought really and truthfully, I thought Jaden Daniels was eating them alive. I mean, the interception. I mean, to say that he only scored thirteen or ten in the first half, I mean, you we just talked about the block kick. That's mm-hmm. three points that should have happened. The interception that bounces off of Besh's helmet, that, you know, I mean, come on. So, I guess, what were your thoughts uh, about this game holistically? I don't want to read into it too much on Georgia's defense because a lot of those points and a lot of those yards were produced in what some would consider to be garbage time. And I know that they were moving the ball early in the game when it looked close and then Georgia started to pull away. But again, I don't want to like read into that too much because th- they started scoring all those points with Nussmeyer <clears throat> in the third and fourth quarter. Like they were producing a lot of big plays with Nussmeyer mm-hmm. later on in the game. And one of the things that I always, I always like to point to, and it happened in the Clemson game, is that oftentimes when uh, a second quarterback enters the game, you know, no matter how talented they are, if they have a really good game, most defenses aren't prepared to face that guy. They didn't game plan for that guy. If there is a stylistic difference in how they play the game. I agree. Georgia clearly wasn't prepared for him. They were clearly prepared for Jaden Daniels to run all over them. 
Kate Klubnik aired the ball out, or not Kate Klubnik, Garrett Nussmeyer aired the ball out, and he looked fantastic, and he took advantage of the opportunity. Um, Georgia is a little bit exposed, but I think the main takeaway for LSU fans, Nussmeyer is fantastic. I hope that he stays, and I hope he's the guy next year. He's got to get better, con- more consistent. So, f- for me, I'm with you. He played great, and I don't want to take anything away from him, okay, because it's a very difficult situation to come in, the when he came in, how he came in, and all that. I think he does have a bright future, and if he's LSU starting quarterback next season and he plays like that, there's not a problem, right? Like, LSU's going to do very fine and be really well. He is a talented human being. My problem with him is LSU was down 20 twice, and he turned the football over. So if you score, that's a 13-point – that's 13 points. LSU produces a three-and-out on the following drive after the interception – so if you get a three and out there, then you you know if you score, then you're down to a six point game, Joe. My 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 thing with that is then he fumbled the football. There are so many times that LSU should have capitalized that <clears throat> I think Georgia's defense just stepped up. My thing though is two quarterbacks kind of did it to him, right? Meaning, let's not forget now. Jane Daniels had 200 yards passing in the first half. Okay, yeah. so. I, Yes, Garrett Nussmeyer did fantastic. Can't take it away from him. So did Jaden through the air. Kayshawn Booty finally busted a grape and took a ball, you know, to the house, which I kind of think he played pissed off a little bit. Okay. So in Georgia giving up, what was it? I think Pooh just brought it up here. Pooh, you can bring that up. 502 passing yards, Joe. I don't care if that's garbage, garbage time, Rudy Pooh time, or when that is. That's a lot of damn yards to give up. Here's yeah. the difference, though, that makes them damn near unstoppable defensively. You can't run worth the fuck. You you, you just can't. <clears throat> Jalen Carter, let me ask you, is Jalen Carter going to be the number one overall pick? I don't think he's going to be the number one overall pick. Just simply because who, who, of the Who's going to have value. the number one overall pick? Would it be right Texans? Now, oh, man, I had it. I had, give me one second. I have it pulled up in my, I, I track. I think that's going to, so I think it's going to be the Texans. They might take a quarterback. I believe currently it is the Houston Texans. Oh, it's Texans, Chicago Bears. Uh, the Broncos pick goes to goes to Seattle. Do you think I he think goes that's above? Going to be a quarterback. Do you so. think he goes above Will Anderson? No. Uh, positional value usually dictates that no matter how talented the best defensive tackle is, he is always going to go behind an edge rusher. And when I did my evaluations in the summer, I had Jalen Carter like tied with Will Anderson. So positional value is going to give Will Anderson that, that slight, slight bump, but I wouldn't be shocked if it happened. He's very capable of being drafted that high because he's so freaking unique. Joe Burrow, Dane Bergeron says Joe Burrow's absolutely balling for the Bengals. Thank God my parlay might hit baby. (laughs) Hey, look, there's, let me just say this. He's God on, he's God on grass. Okay. Oh, he's fantastic. You know, I mean, God, you know, anyway, all right. Let me let me say this too. I, we talked about this Saturday or yesterday morning. I don't like Georgia's DBs. I I I, I just don't. I think Ke- Keely Ringo got exposed, dude. Like I told you that on dude. Yeah. Malik Neighbors is going to expose him, and he exposed him. He's not the best corner in the SEC. <clears throat> He's big play or no play. Big play or no play, and. If that man's going to try to car, you know, guard Marvin Harrison Jr., good luck. Because Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best wide receiver in the country. 
You know, like, yeah, Emmanuel Forbes would, would never. He, he, <laughs> he would, well, here's the truth. Yeah. He didn't. If I'm not mistaken, and Pooh can pull this up, I don't think he gave up a, I don't think he gave up a catch against LSU. So, I, call me crazy. Well, and we'll get into this playoff. Call me crazy. I think that they're in a, you know, in a world of trouble with Ohio State. That's, when it comes to throwing the football through the air, that yes. I, you know, so maybe the committee did get it right. Maybe they did. I, I do really like that matchup, and I don't mean to jump the gun on talking about the playoff. Uh, if you want to wait to get that to that or not, yeah, but, we can. We can wait. Okay. <laughs> All right, we can wait. Yeah. But I, it's a great matchup. We'll we'll get to it. It's yeah. going to be a really fun matchup. It's it's unique because of what we're talking about. Those that secondary matchup might help Ohio State keep it a, a competitive game. Agreed. LSU no, though does go to the Citrus Bowl. Okay. I do want to ask you, Purdue. What do you what do you think of them? I, I think that they look. I, I watched them last night. They, I mean, they're just an average team, man, at best. Yeah. I, the thing with with Purdue is that average is a really good descriptor for it because you look at the Big Ten West and it was in the running for it. It was it was Wisconsin, it was Iowa, it was Purdue, it was Minnesota. Like there were na- all those teams to me are all the same damn team. Mm-hmm. They all run the ball really well. They've all got, uh, except for Iowa, like a decent quarterback. They get a couple splash plays. They've got like a gritty defensive line. I took on like Thanksgiving that. Day. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, I, I was clicking the – I was trying to turn the mute button off on the Bengals game. It, somehow oh. it went my – somehow my TV that's right here just went into the uh, – the uh, what do you call this? The roadcaster. Sorry, the Bluetooth. My that's – that's actually hilarious. I didn't even know that a roadcaster had that capability. Yeah, it's but, got, um, yeah, got blue. The new, the new one's got the Bluetooth, but you know, I need, I need to get me one of those. But yeah, uh, Purdue, like they've, again, they've got some dudes. Like they're not a, a team that anyone in the SEC I think should be afraid of. Aiden O'Connell's like a a decent quarterback, and he's somebody who's been discussed as like a, a decently draftable prospect. I think he has an invite to the Shrine Game. Outside of that, though, I don't think this is going to be a very difficult matchup for LSU. Not saying that LSU is, is going to work them. They will have their, you know, they will have to put up a fight to, 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 to beat them and to beat them handedly. But they are not one of the most difficult opponents that they faced by a long stretch. No. This is a, a lopsided game for, for LSU. LSU needs to get 10 wins. They got to come out focused. They're building something down in the bayou. I will, I will say this. What does worry me about these kind of bowl games, Joe, is that you know, like how many, like LSU's already somewhat depleted and not having a full 80, 85 man roster. My, my issue is like, if guys start hitting the portal, then what? You know, like those are the things that, that, you like, think a lot of LSU guys are going to, I think, they, I think LSU could get, could, could get to five or seven very early. Cause look that, and we'll talk about this. This, this opens up tomorrow, Joe. Like, yeah, I, I mean, there's gonna be a whirlwind of shit. It's gonna like, be a whirlwind of shit. Crazy stuff. Hey, I, I, I told, I, I was gonna say this tomorrow. I'm not report. I'm not gonna really report on anything other than it being LSU dudes. I mean, because I can't. I'm not gonna be able to keep up with the amount of individuals going in the portal. Like I, I, I just can't. So, I mean, it's gonna be a whirlwind, and we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. But that's the kinds of things that worry me. Mm-hmm. Here's the things that don't worry me. If Garrett Nussmeyer does stay and doesn't enter the portal, let's see him in a full game. Don't let Jane Daniels play. It, this game has this game bears nothing. It means nothing. So what if you don't get the 10 wins? Don't play him. 
However, if he does transfer, then you get to see five-star quarterback Walker Howard. Now, a lot of people are buzzing around him around LSU. That's those are the one that would be the one thing that I would really be interested in. Is, is, Can I ask you a really quick question? So, yep. is, I keep hearing different things about Jaden Daniels' situation. It's it's assumed that he leaves and tries to jump. To I the don't NFL, think right? he. He's, I don't think he leaves. So he's got eligibility to come back. Yeah, he's got the COVID year. God, this eligibility is impossible to figure out because of the well. That stupid this COVID will be. Year. This will be. Well, I <laughs> think. Year. Well, I think you got two more classes <laughs> of it. I mean, no, I mean it would be his fifth season. Right? Yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. his fifth season. I, I don't think that that's, you know, I mean, LSU had a, a six-year right tackle last year. I mean, the dude, like, bro, think about this. LSU had a quarterback, Miles Brennan, that re medically retired. Retired. Okay. Yeah. Um, my, my dog, like, legitimately committed to LSU during the Obama administration. Like, I make jokes <laughs> about that, but my dog, like, legitimately went through three presidents. He went through Obama, he went through <laughs> Trump, <clears throat> and he went through Biden, you know, until he medically retired. That's insane. He lasted two coaches almost. Oh, my God. Two? He has two more years. So, I, I, as, as good as Nussmeyer was in that game... And I've said this a million times over. I think like Jaden feels like he's the best guy for what Brian Kelly looks for in a quarterback. So it might be more beneficial for that to be Jaden to stay. What like what do the LSU fans think? Do, well, they don't. They after want... yesterday, they're going to want a lot of them are going to want Nussmeyer. But here's the thing with Jaden: he led you to nine games. He led you to SEC West title. I don't think it's fair for you to just instantly pull him without a competition. Okay, now. A half's not going to change my mind when when a guy has two fumbles or, or or two turnovers and a half. I mean, and a guy was on on a trajectory to have 400 yards passing. Here's the right. thing. Here's the only thing with Jaden though. Okay, is his legs? Does his legs separate him from everybody in the pack? Yes, but Joe, he's got to throw the fucking ball down the field at times, like like he did yesterday, which he did. Look, you got to give it to him. Okay, the Kayshawn, he, he was a product yesterday of a lot of bad decision-making by a lot of players, okay? Jack Besh giving up on the slant and it hit him in the hands and it hitting off of somebody's helmet and somebody's asshole and it flopping up in the air and it being picked off. Okay, like there's nothing you can do about that. The, the, blocked, the blocked kick, and you, for an LSU perspective, from an LSU perspective, I don't – like I, we can talk all the offense we want to, but you just got – your defense just got it taken to you by Texas A&M and Georgia. You got a problem. Yeah. And, and they got a problem up front in the interior of that defensive line. I don't give a damn who starts at this point. I'm an LSU dude. I'm not a Jane Daniels or Garrett Nussmeyer dude. You got to get more interior defensive linemen to rotate or you're in trouble. The biggest thing about Georgia, Joe, and then we'll start transitioning to this playoff, the biggest thing that I noticed – and I'd seen them do it some, not a lot though, this year – they legitimately rotated in and out nine dudes on the defensive line, and Nolan Smith's out. Which is and they did not. Frightening. It's frightening, and they didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss a beat. I mean, that's what makes Georgia so so dangerous. No doubt. And they, they, I almost don't even as bad as their secondary has been, and as many yards as they gave up in that that game yesterday. I have no faith in like Ohio State being able to block those guys. I don't either. 
they have a really soft offensive line. And they've got some really talented players. Like, I love Paris Johnson. I love him as a prospect. But the way that they got punched in the mouth against Michigan is really, really concerning. Yep. And those Michigan dudes don't aren't even close to what Georgia brings to the table. No, they don't have – There's Kirby said in the pregame – Kirby was asked pregame by an LSU beat reporter – or Georgia beat reporter – about coach, when you were at Alabama, did you ever have a guy like a Jalen Carter in the interior? And he said, I can't think of anybody that's like him because I mean he's six six three sixty and he can move the way that he's moving. You know, like yeah. that. I mean, he's a different. He's a left tackle. Joe, he is a left tackle with that athleticism playing de- defensive tackle, right? Yes. Like, there's no reason he should do that. All right, so let's transition to this again, guys. If you haven't done so already. Use our good friends over at betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE50 at checkout. You'll get 50% uh, welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's transition. This is going to be probably something, Joe, that me and you argue about. And it's going to be a good one, so everybody's going to have to stay tuned here. Okay? Joe, are you ready to debate? Yes, I'm ready to debate. As always. I'm going to tell you something you're not going to agree with, and this a lot of people won't. related I, I, I can just tell. Well, I, I mean, I could pull up text <laughs> messages, okay, between you and I. Let me just say this. Do, did they ultimately get it right based off of, based off of the criteria that they have to be met? Yes. Okay. Strength of schedule, blah, 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 all the Rudy Pooh shit that they think that they're doing right. Joe, you know, you know that team gets beat by Alabama. You also know that TCU has not played Tennessee or LSU. The I'm just saying, and here's what pissed me off the most last night when I found out TCU was in. Okay, and that's why I texted this, or tweeted this morning the four at like seven o'clock. This is the thing that pissed me off the most. How in the f word can you lose? and not be moved. And you're basically telling everybody in the country, you are telling everybody in the country this has nothing to do with anything other than TV ratings because you can't say TCU is, is oh, well, they're the Big 12 champion. Bitch, no, they ain't. Kansas, State's the, Kansas State is the Big 12 champion. They don't belong at three. You know that. You know that. You cannot lose and not get dropped. They could move to four, and I understand that argument, but they That's still... That's fine. But, but if they wanted... To, if the TV ratings were so important, then Alabama would have been in over No, TCU. I don't... I, I, the reason they didn't put Alabama in is because they know the backlash that they would have gotten. Yes. They, they, that, that's the reason. Okay, but you can't convince me. You cannot convince me that how is a team like TCU go out there and lose and not fault anything? Right, I... I don't disagree with that, but I still firmly believe that TCU belongs in it over Alabama, and it has not. Well, it, it has nothing true. to do with it, it. has nothing to do with the Alabama versus TCU and like who wins on the, on a neutral field. I, I want to remove that from the equation because I don't think that's the most. That, that shouldn't be a part of the argument. The issue here is that Alabama has two losses, and if they wanted to be in the playoff, they should have won the games that they needed to win to get into the playoff. The, the regular season has, is useless if if they get put in. It's basically telling us that 
we can just pick the teams ahead of time. We're gonna we're gonna go check everybody's rosters and we're gonna assume who's got the most five stars and the most talented team. And then those are the four teams that are gonna go out there. And I always I want to lump this in there as well. If if we just wanted to throw in a team that had some close losses and a bunch of five star players with a coach who's won a national championship game, shit, Texas AM technically qualifies for that. Like I, I just think that we go down this slippery, slippery no. slope of like removing uh, the regular season. You lose two games. And yeah, but their ranked wins—their you- ranked wins are not equivalent to an S- to SEC wins, SEC ranked wins. But they still went undefeated in the, their regular the, season play, and they lost on, in overtime off of a. So a, a did so did, Al- so did Alabama. Alabama Wait, lost in overtime to LSU. They lost it on a last-second field goal. We're taking one loss. Alabama has one more loss, and TCU's not a champion. They're so not if, a champion. If, if Alabama hypothetically be if there was no divisions in the SEC and they played Georgia in the SEC championship game, let's say that that was the hypothetical matchup, and then they lost that game, like then what happens? Then there are three lost Alabama teams. Okay, then, then get I, I'm to the point. point I'm game. to the point where in this season, and I'm making exceptions to this rule. Yes. A three. Well, let me ask you this question. Okay, let me ask you this question. If LSU would not have lost to A and M and would have beat Georgia yesterday, what would you have done? Wait, it, what would you have done? Yes. If LSU would have beat AM last week and then beat Georgia yesterday, okay, a two oh, loss. They, they get in okay, with two so, losses. That's okay, a so here difference. we go. Here yes. we go. I'm about to change yes. the argument. I'm going to change okay. the argument from TCU to, uh, and, and Bama to TCU and Ohio State. Who gets in? Okay. If it came down to those teams, if it if came, it down, came to down to just TCU and Ohio State, if it, I would, despite the fact that. The problem is bingo. his name? Oh. They both they both have one loss. Ohio State's loss was a blowout loss to Michigan. I wouldn't justify Ohio State putting putting them in over TCU. I would still put TCU in. Their one loss this season was in their conference championship game by a close score on a questionable call where he might have gotten in. There were multiple instances where they could have gotten in, and I, it looked like Kendra Miller extended the ball past the line of scrimmage. That should have been called a touchdown. I don't want to get into the. I don't. I hate doing the officiating bit. I do. I lost, do too. They lost a close game compared to what Ohio State's loss was, and I know that the Big Ten is higher and better competition than um, uh, than than the Big Twelve. But <laughs> at the same t- at the same time, please a lot of the me, teams that they well, go, go ahead. We're going to say. Please give me Kansas every week. I know Kansas team isn't Kansas though. Please give me Baylor. There's not a Baylor. Look, I, I, I listen. You can call me nuts, okay? The team that the A and M team that LSU played destroys Baylor. They just they get destroyed. Okay. You know that, okay? Who are the top teams in the Big Twelve? TCU, Kansas State. Also, wait, I want to throw this in. Deuce Vaughn took a deuce all all over him. Texas almost beat Alabama with their backup quarterback in. Again, if my aunt had a if my aunt had a penis, she'd be my uncle. You know, I mean, come on, that means something. That means something. If Texas, if TCU beat Texas and Texas almost beat Alabama with their backup quarterback in, TCU beat Texas with Quinn Ewers. You can't use transited properties though. You can't use transitive yeah, properties. Yeah, well, here, 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 oh, you want to know why? 
Tennessee, not doing three steps. There's a one-step situation Tennessee, here. Tennessee blew out LSU, and then they lost by a beat, beat Alabama by three, and then LSU beats Alabama. That's Wait, what. But, but you're adding too many steps. My step is simple. No, Alabama. it's the same thing. One team put. LSU play Tennessee, LA, you know, they all are in this little mismatch of games. Transit properties don't work. I don't like to rely on them, but I think it is relevant to bring up in the argument because the argument is that the SEC is so much better than the Big 12, but one of the Big 12 matchups that we have here, one of those games that we have here is that Texas almost beat Alabama, the team that is brought up in the conversation. Forget me trying to do the transitive property. Let's just acknowledge for a second that Alabama's most impressive win this season is over Texas with Hudson Card in for most of that game. That is the I most don't think that's win. their most impressive win. What is then? You <laughs> Arkansas? No, like, no, no, no. But yeah. he, but here's another thing. You can you know. Uh, I agree. And and listen, Pooh's right. I don't like making this argument. Okay. Pooh's right in the sense, our producer, I don't like defending Bama. Okay. But here's, here's what I also know to be true is if I would fight for LSU in in a situation like this, then if I'm going to cover the SEC, I should fight for everybody in the, in the conference. And I will okay. make I will make I will make this and look we use Alabama in this okay I don't give a I don't give two Rudy Poos if you use Alabama or you use Tennessee like I like I really don't okay because South Carolina right now right now they could be outside of TCU they could be they could run the Big Twelve they could there are yeah. te- there yeah, are teams. I, yeah. I don't think they beat Kansas State. Well, I I don't think they beat Kansas State. They still so South Carolina being the sixth best team in the SEC would be the third best team in the Big Twelve. Third or fourth? I don't. I I think they'd be, be the third best. The the South Carolina team that's playing right now, the sixth or seventh best team in the SEC, would probably be third. Come on, just give me just give me that one. I I will okay I will give you that okay I will so so my po- my point my point being even if it's Tennessee well Blake got blown out hooga booga hooga booga I I don't really give a shit there it's a deeper conference you don't have weeks off TCU had the privilege of having a weaker schedule and everybody says what about the ranked wins you mean from a mathematician. So everybody complains about the rankings so much throughout the season, but then when they want their little darlings in, they use those same rankings. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get, I don't care if it's Tennessee. Like, I don't. I think Tennessee is better than TCU. If TCU would have won their conference, okay, then I would have shut up. They're not the conference champion. Kansas State's the conference champion. But if, if Tennessee... Look, I'm not saying that they that they're not a good competitive team, and it sucks that they don't have Hendon Hooker, and it kind of makes it a little bit harder for me wanting to that for them to be in. Like, I don't want to watch Joe Milton. Joe Milton's not that good. Well, I, well, okay. well, well. I agree with you, but then the last time because ki- but, but kids can evolve and kids yes. can get better. I look, I get it's Vandy. For the love of God, I get it's Vandy. But it's the same. But my the one thing I just have to say is that it's the same argument that I have for Alabama, is that they should have beaten South Carolina. 
they should have beaten South Carolina. Like they, they, them losing to South Carolina removes them from the equation. Like that, yes, that team is a quality SEC team. It is mm. a mid-tier SEC team. But to get embarrassed in that fashion to a middle of the pack team, like a I, I don't of think the pack for, team for, that would be third in the Big Twelve. For, wait, forget forget that part about the Big Twelve. Part. Oh, a mid, wait, wait, a middle of the pack team in your conference. TCU is not. There's no team in the Big Twelve that's going to blow out uh, TCU. TCU was always that's competitive. That's my point. That's my point. That's my point. It, 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 I understand what your point is, but I just don't think that 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 supports the argument as well as you think. Like that's concerning. That who does Texas play in the bowl game? A, it, what? Who does Texas play in their bowl game? Who do we? Can we find that really quick? Who does Texas uh, yeah. play? If, if they're the third it's, best team, I pray to God they got an SEC bad. team. It's someone bad. It's it's someone. It's someone. No, whoa, 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 it's it's not. It's I, don't I they play in the Alamo Bowl? I think they're playing in the Alamo Bowl. Something, something stupid like that. But yeah. Anyway, my point here is though is that like why is um the four teams that get into the playoff are the most deserving of a national championship, and we're going to use that to decide who wins the national championship. I don't think a team that gets blown out. Oh hell by, no! They got they got Penix. They got Washington. Oh, I do remember that. Oh, I think they're going to lose to Washington. Oh my God! If you're saying they're going to get beat by Washington, brother. They're gonna lose to Washington. Okay, then they're not that. Then the then that then the then the Big Twelve wait, isn't wait. that good. Well, we're kind of using the transitive property here because it's like, oh, who's the, the quality of the I, the, uh, the the conference compared to the quality of this conference? Penix Junior is. Can I tell you something? All right, I know yes. we're debating. Can I tell? You, I yeah. love him. Oh, I do too. Oh my God, He's I love Penix Junior. He yeah. is a blast to watch. I can't say what I don't. I don't want to be too inappropriate on this show, but the name that I call him on 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 my show, uh, it's very similar to the South Carolina uh, bit that I just go ahead and I say call, it. Just go. Well, ahead I call and say him Michael it. Penis Junior because there that was like a. So I forget where it was, but someone made like a. There was like a long t- last season or Indiana. Someone like made like a a um. Someone tweeted out a a grammatical error and referred to him as Michael Penis Junior. So like no I was, I, way. I forget who it was. No way. It's a it's a stupid bit. I'm so easily entertained. Well, look, it's fine, <laughs> but I would here ultimately I get it and I I get it and I understand it, okay? And there's nothing I can do about all of this. We're going to have the playoffs that is going to be expanded, so it is what it is, okay? So I I can't change it even though it should be changed. I will say this. I was back. The one thing, and I think you got to agree with this. There's no excuse on planet earth though, for TCU not moving down a spot. I I do agree with that. And I think it would, the counter argument is because of the blowout loss to Michigan. And I think that they also didn't want Michigan to play Ohio state again. I'm sure that that was part of it. But then you're just telling me it's all about TV then Joe. Well, you know, if they would want that for TV. Then I would argue that they would want Michigan to play. They would want Ohio it in a national. State. They would want it in a national title game if it came to it. Which is which is unlikely. I just think part of it is that we already know that Michigan is better than Ohio State by how handedly they beat them. It's not like it was a close loss. It was I a guess you're right. handed loss. So I, I feel like that the committee was trying to say like, okay, if we move TCU back and they play each other, do we really want to risk another blowout? That is where I think the ratings comes into play. And they also probably didn't want to blow out between uh, TCU and and uh, and Georgia because that also would have been a blowout. Instead, we have more two competitive more matchups. And I said this on my show 
immediately after the rankings were revealed. I do not think that TCU is going to beat Michigan. I think it is very unlikely to probably be by 10, 10 or so points uh, just because they well, don't have the, the line. That's the line. It's 10 and a half. Yeah. They don't uh, have the bodies, and we've talked about this to, to all end. Uh, they do not have the, the bodies on the defensive line to compete with. with no, they line. don't. And, and really and truthfully, really and truthfully, when they go out there and get demolished by Michigan, I don't want to hear anything. Right, like I because I don't think they're going to get demolished. They're going to get they're not going to win. I will say I will. In one thing, I, I got to give TCU is their quarterback, <clears throat> Max Dugan or Duggan. Brother, what a stud! What a stud! I, I mean, just giving it all out on the line. And really, if there's one thing that I will I, look because he's not, it, it's not his fault that I have this argument. He's just a guy. And I will tell you, if I'm a GM in the NFL and I have a seventh round pick or a sixth round pick, I'm taking him. I'm he taking him. drafted sooner than that. And I don't necessarily know what his eligibility is. And I hope that he has the ability to come back. I don't, I don't think that's likely. Um, but regardless, he might go a little sooner. I think that he's, he's really shown some development. I think the mentality though is the big thing. Like if Sam Ellinger can go as high as he did, I, I, Max Duggan's a better prospect. Don't come on here. Was. Listen, listen. Don't talk about Sam Elliott. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> the charity strike guys are going to eat you alive uh, on that one. But there's Sam. He's not that good, though. He's he's really Duggan? not. No, 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 no. Ellinger. I'm not. Oh, a, Ellinger he, sucks. Yeah. So, I, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, really quickly, and <clears throat> I want to get to, you know, we can continue to talk. Well, let, let's talk about this then. We didn't get to Georgia and Utah. Uh, Georgia and Utah. Georgia and Ohio State. We touched on it a little bit. So let's touch on that game. I think we kind of pretty much touched on um, – I mean, we all agree, and there's nothing to really break down that TCU-Michigan game. Let's break down this, though. The most intriguing matchup of the uh, might, what might be the season in the, in, the, in the postseason, I should say, I think it's going to be Ohio State and it's going to be uh, uh, Georgia. We talked about that one at length, but you're 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 on the belief that Ohio State can't can't win. I think what gives them an advantage and a u- unique advantage is we're talking about the issues Georgia's secondary has, and if you get Jackson Smith and Jigba back, that is going to be uh, the best passing attack that they have seen all season. Significantly better than Tennessee's. They have the capability to put up some serious points, and I would be worried if JSN is available for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. But my concern comes into play is that if they're not in a rhythm and they don't get into a rhythm early and create some splash plays, get Georgia on their heels, if if Georgia sets the tone early, they're they're screwed. They're they're done. They're those bodies, Jalen Carter and company are going to eat that offensive line alive and CJ Stroud, we know, man, he is not the type of guy that handles pressure well at all. He does the not. Mid- he does not. He will piss down his leg, and he will be done early if they get into his face quickly. You know, and that's what I would I would say about yesterday's game and guys like Hendon Hooker and, um, you know, like Garrett Nussmeyer, Jaden Daniels, Hendon Hooker. They would sit in the pocket, and I don't know if CJ's got that dog in him. You know, like Roof, I, I don't know if he's got that dog enough in him to want to sit in there. But here's the thing. <clears throat> what I don't understand why aren't you? Why aren't you trying to use your legs, CJ? You know, like you can run a little bit. The only thing for me on this game, I, I tweeted this out. I probably should have tagged you in it. 
I think Georgia is going to absolutely splatter them up front on both sides. Yes. Splatter. Okay. I, I think it could be as bad in the sense of Ohio State fans might go into these message boards and call for Ryan Day's head. I really. Oh, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. So, they were doing it after the Michigan game. So if they get embarrassed enough, it's going to happen. Well, and to that point, Joe, to that point, they're not ready for what they're about to face. They're not ready. Okay. Now, do I think Ryan Day should be fired? No. No. Do I think they're still a good team? Yes. But I just think that you line up and, and look. My key to victory was line up and stop the run. LSU did it in the first half, and Stetson Bennett ate them alive. Stetson Bennett ate LSU alive, and it's not like they don't have dudes on that back end because LSU has shown that they can they can hang with dudes. Brother, I, I just, you know, I, I think Stetson Bennett really has separated them a little bit. I think he separated them a little bit because if they can't run the football, it doesn't matter. Georgia, it doesn't really they Georgia's kind of to me like it doesn't matter what you want to do to us. We're just gonna beat your ass anyway. And <clears throat> that's scary to me. So I don't know. I don't even like, you know, even in all this, I don't even know who wins the Heisman now. You know, like, do you still give it to Caleb Williams? I'm not giving him shit. I'll yeah, promise you that. But I dude, did you see the shit that he did on on Twitter? Somebody like uh posted the the post-game press conference with with Duggan and him crying in there, which was way more deserving him crying after what he did compared to Caleb Williams sulking on the sideline after writing fuck Utah on his fingernails and then getting, you know, being all whiny because he got punched in the mouth. He commented, he quote tweeted, you know, this, this video of Duggan crying. He just said, LOL. And then he deleted it and everybody no, caught him. I'll send it to no, you after. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. I'm going to send it to you. And he's been backtracking the whole day. Everybody has been on his ass because he did that. And I, I, I was low on respect for him after the whole fuck Utah fingernail thing, but I'm completely out on him after but seeing But see, Joe, him. this is my point, and why people rip me alive about Blake, it's just a word. It's not about a word. It's about character. Yes. <clears throat> I mean, he, in which he doesn't have any. You know, like, you know, look, I talked about this about Denver Harris. I think Denver Harris, the five-star corner that went to A&M, now going to be in the portal – I think that kid is the most talented young man that you can find on the planet when it comes to what he does. But there's a level of respect that you have to have. There's a level, like, and I, you're going to call me crazy. When when Johnny Manziel was at AM, I thought he was the biggest shitbag, toolbag dude on the planet. I still think he is. There's got to be a level of respect that you that you show your opponent and he just doesn't do it. He He doesn't do it. So, what a douche. I just said what a douchebag. I'm trying to find the original one, but Reddit CFP <clears throat> tweeted it, but they took it down. I don't know. I'm sure somebody well, you, reached what, out to him and told him to. They they I just I just texted okay. Them I did. I'm looking but at that, it now. I, I hate that though. It is that like that is you got to earn some respect, and I think that he was getting way too ahead of himself in um, how he like he clearly was reading into every headline that he was the Heisman winner, that he's the you know the you know the big dog and and the best player in the country and. I think. That oh, he, Pooh, I didn't know that. Joe, did you know this? That the Heisman has a morality clause? Wait, what? Actually, Pooh's right on this. I, I do remember this. The Heisman has a morality clause, which some didn't want Cam Newton and Mansell. Do you remember the, um, the, the, uh, the, what was it, Pooh? Mississippi State, um, 
paying Cam Newton like two hundred thousand dollars and his daddy, and it went. They built him a church or something. I, I look, spare me. Um, but yeah, they do have a morality clause. I, I didn't know that. I didn't know. That. I mean, I don't think that's going to end up coming into play because. Are we going to get fired because we're trashing him and Braun's a big USC fan? <laughs> I hope not. I mean, I try not to do it publicly in the office, but I, I will bash him uh, all day on this, on my show, on this show. Uh, no, I'm not a fan of it. I think anyone who's played the game, most people are not fans of it. Uh, the only people that like it are the USC fans, and that's it. Uh, Dane Bergeron said, as uh, said this is Blake, the Bengals defense is beating up Mahomes. Brother, if I hit on this parlay, I'm going to cream everywhere, Pauls. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know. All right, Joe, I do want to get to this to the portal yes. really quickly, and we can start wrapping this up. Last night, okay, late last night and then early this morning, uh, do you know who Message Board Genius is? They're all over Twitter. So that this guy's he's really funny. It's him and his wife. So they go on all of these uh, college football message boards, okay? Mm-hmm. They, they like, screenshot. And I talk, when I talk about the stupidest, I mean the stupidest message board stuff. And they posted it on Twitter. Last night, though, last night, somebody on one of the Bama sites said something about Drake May, the quarterback at North Carolina, going to Alabama and going in the portal. Ty Simpson who is their five-star quarterback now, has made interest that he might entertain going into the portal. Buddy, if if Drake May – let me say let me say this. Number one, Drake May was probably the last freshman quarterback that everybody saw coming out and being a Heisman hopeful, okay, because mm-hmm. he was a low four-star recruit. That dude, regardless if it's Alabama or anybody, is going to bring in some serious money in the portal. He is going to bring in some serious money if he is support. I don't care if it's Alabama. I, I, I will tell you this. I did hear uh, that Miami has gotten into the fold with him or tried to get in the fold with him. So, so the, the other one that I heard was Florida as well. Well, I think, was, I, think Florida Florida might, I think Florida might be out. I think Florida might be out. I wonder, is it because is it somebody else is coming well, there? Well, I think, I think that they – well, let me say this. Let me Let me say this. If they're paying Jaden Rashada $9 million, they're not. They're not. If they're paying Rashada $9 million, they're not going to go get Drake. what Drake May's you know, going to cost. Drake May's mm-hmm. going to cost a million and a half. He's going to cost a million and a half. On uh, what the market is dictating. Yeah, he might cost more than that. Well, he might. But at, if Bryce Young's making $1.5 and the public records request that they got, then he's going to dictate what Bryce is going to get. And Bama will pay it. Bama's going to pay it. Absolutely. And look, if I'm Drake May, uh, do not go to Miami because that's a lateral move. That program is it's a, a worse move. It's a worse yeah. move. Yeah, the, there is less infrastructure, and that team is nowhere near ready to compete at the level that, that UNC is at least able to compete at. I, from what I heard, and I had, I had texted you, I had heard this from uh, a couple of indirect places, uh, before this became public you on did. the whole message board you thing. Did. Apparently enough people are talking about it that it's being posted on these, these message boards. So now it's public so we can discuss it. He's going to enter. I, I really do believe that he is going to enter the portal. Um, and here, here's, some of, like, here's some of it here, Joe, just okay. to give you an idea. 
So they just like swamp 247. They're talking about how the game's going to suck. And then they said Drake may who. So he, here's another one too. Like Bama Online, they're saying, so if you haven't followed these guys, they're good buddies of ours. Y'all should go and find uh, find them. It's Message Board Geniuses on Twitter. Got it. Um, but it sounded like when I first heard about it was either Alabama or Florida. Uh, again, Miami's a terrible spot. Florida's not a bad move if, if that is a possibility. Uh, you do bring up some really good points. If, if – if I am Drake May, I am going to the University of Alabama. They are going to uh, yeah. completely – they are pissed off, and I'm sure that the boosters are probably really annoyed that they didn't have a shot this year, and they're going to throw as much money at that problem to fix it as possible. Uh, and it's going to start with Drake May, and they'll get him some nice weapons, and they're going to be great next year if that's well, going to be their starting start with Bill O'Brien, I think, too. I think he's going to have to make some coordinator changes. They got to get better at receiver, too. Um, Joe – let me ask you this. Now that we have a year, LSU revamped their their, their team um, through the portal. USC revamped their team through the portal. So many teams have done it. Do you think it's going to be even more wild now? Like the the receiver uh, from Her Missouri, name's... love it. Oh. The, you know, like. He might be gone. There's a. That, that is what he's going to be hearing in his future, I hope. Mm. I mean, it's possible, but regardless, there are – there's going to be a lot of moves. There's going to – this is going to be – last cycle was crazy, and we it went as far as, as Jordan Addison joining really late with, with USC and, and how much of a, uh, a dramatic issue that was. It's going to be tenfold. It's going to be so much worse. There is so much big money that's going to be thrown around at these kids and – we're going to have a completely different shaped uh, landscape of college football after this. Just just be, be ready. Well, you know what's crazy is all these coaches go to the podium and say the transfer portal is bad for college football, but yet I know for a fact that they're tampering with kids. You know, like, I mean, spare me. Spare right. me. Everybody, nobody wants to get fired. Everybody wants the best players. So spare me, Dabo. Okay? Like, I mean – Dabo, the reason Dabo don't like hitting the portal because nobody wants to go play for a stupid ass after they find out what's really going on over there sometimes. So, yeah, I digress. Anybody, anybody else you think that might hit the portal? That's a big name, a big name guy that uh, you can, no. that you can share. Don't share anything you can't share. Yeah, I I was reluctant to share the the Drake May thing, but well, that's I mean, it's all that, it's all over yeah, the place that's, now. That, I that, mean, that's out there, but the. I think right now the biggest one to watch, and it's very likely, is, is DJ Uyunglele at, at Clemson. You think and, he goes to UCLA? Gonna, I think UCLA would be fantastic for him. The way that how creative Chip Kelly is, and how much how effectively he used uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson as a runner. Like I think that translates. Like he's a good athlete. He's a big, strong kid. The other one I could see, assuming Bo Nix leaves, which I believe is going to be the case, he's going to be a Senior Bowl kid. Um, I think that, that Oregon would be a great spot for him, too. Oh, oh, like, oh, oh, by the way, by the way, I know Bruce texted it, tweeted this out. Joe Brady's not going to be the next offensive coordinator at Oregon. You, do you know that for a fact? Yes, I do. Yes, that kind of sucks. That would have been really fun if he, he went there. I was kind of hoping he, for that. Yes, I know that for a fact. He, he hates recruiting. He's not going to uh, do it. Isn't Dan Lanning the, the primary recruiter there, though? Or is was that a lot yeah, of... Yeah, but um, let me tell you something. Rakeem Jarrett, Caleb Williams, <coughs> Pooh Bear, who was the kid? Um, 
that's at Alabama now. He went to Georgia. Uh, Burn, blah, 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 blah. no, not Burns. What the hell? Burton. Braxton Burmeister? No, Jermaine Burton. Oh. Thank you, Pooh. Jermaine Burton, he got broken. He trusted 17-year-old kids and his feelings got hurt. <laughs> so he hated the brother. I, I will. T I, let me share this some, something quickly. I'm not going to share a lot of detail. Um, I just know that the mean, you know, the mean that said, fuck them kids. You know, like I said, yes. you know, fuck them kids. I would, I would put a thousand dollars on that, that Joe Brady was the one that started the meme. <laughs> okay. So do you think he's staying in the NFL? Then? Uh, like well, I don't know. Let me say this. I don't know if he stays in the NFL, but what I do know is he's not going to Oregon. That okay. I, that I knew. Well, at least he's told people in Baton Rouge and people that were close with him and Bruce Feldman, obviously as well, that, um, he went full Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not fucking leaving. Okay, like so. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's happening. I, I okay. you know, he hey he. That's how much he loads recruiting. And really and truthfully, how, can you blame him? I, I mean, in this, well, in we this were just world, talking about the NIL stuff. It's right, it's right, impossible. All right, so let's end it here. Let's end it here. You know, I gotta. You know, I gotta get the entertaining topics out the way. So let's we'll end the show with this one. Dion. Dion. Brother, he's got four star receivers in 2024 and 2025 committed already. They've oh, already been recruiting moves. those kids. They already knew. He they they already knew. So Shadur is coming with him too, apparently. I saw that. Well, did we... you see Dion's press conference? He said he called his son out and he said Hey, just want to let y'all know that's a, that's your starting quarterback, but he's going to have to earn the job. But I'm thinking, hey, Dion, the portal hadn't opened yet. <laughs> they, they also, oh, well, you can't can you do tamper that. <laughs> with your own kid? Like, I, can you tamper with your own kid? No, no, absolutely not. I don't think that that can't be a rule, right? Right. If you can sit at the dinner table with with them during the holidays, you can 1,000 percent tamper with your own kid. That's agreed. The, agreed. Uh, look, I think it's. You know, and Pooh Bear and them on the Believe do the, the HBCU Hour, the Golden Boot Podcast. Go and listen to it. They'll be breaking it down a lot, I'm sure, just especially more than probably we will, what we will right here. I think he's going to have a lot of success. I, I, we talked about it yesterday, but, I mean, it just, you know, I, as much as I don't uh, want to talk about Dion, I kind of want to just tip my cap to Colorado, right? Like, you shot for the stars, you landed, okay? Shout out to Colorado for actually giving a shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you got to make you got to make something happen, and they did. That's how I feel about it, Joe. Yeah, I'm I'm honestly really stunned that this is the job that he picked. I, I thought that he would have left for something a little bit more meaningful. Um, I and I thought that his commitment to Jackson State was going to be only leaving for a really big, big job that became available. I'm pissed at the big programs like Nebraska, like Wisconsin, Auburn, like Cincinnati, like Auburn especially. For not at least picking up the phone and 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 putting in a, a more of a conceited effort to, to interview him, and I think that there was just legitimate concern. There's very few guys that make that jump right from FCS to FBS right right away. Uh, climbing at Kansas State is one of the few that we can I, I think of off the top of my head, and he was at North Dakota State for a really long time and won multiple national championships. That's right. Before he made that jump, 
So the concerns are understandable. I thought for that reasoning, if the opportunity didn't open itself this cycle, he would wait until the next or a few following until an SEC job, a big, big 10 job opened up for him. But Colorado, to your point, huge credit to him, man. I, I'm excited. I think this is fun. It brings a little juice to, to Colorado. It's a bit of a weird fit because I like Colorado. Oh, he bringing the swag. I hope so, because like that's one of the oh least he brings the swag everywhere he goes. Country. <laughs> well, you know what else I was look as much as I shit on other conferences, as much as I make, I love college football. You know what he does too. He Dion instantly makes the Pac-12 entertaining again. Yes. Okay. So with that being said, okay, it makes college football holistically better. I will promise you this, because he offered LSU's tight end today in the 2024 class. I don't think he's going to flip yet. It was an offer. God forbid he wins eight games at Colorado. Or just well, just, well, if he wins eight games in, in the first two seasons, like like if he wants eight games next year or won eight games in the second year, God bless it. He's gone, brother, because they are going. people are going to offer him – They're going to – look, you know how this works. We always say, oh, well, who would actually open up? Well, shit, there's a lot of places that would open up. You know what? Let me tell you another team that might open up. If Sam Pittman and Arkansas screw the poochie in, Arkansas could open up. Okay? Weren't they originally interested in him? Wasn't Arkansas originally talking to Dion when they were – Yeah, but I don't don't think that they, like, were serious about it. Right? Okay. Um. Here's another one. I'll go up just a little bit north. What and I'm talking SEC here. <clears throat> what's going to go? What's going to happen with Drinkwitz? Now Missouri, you know, refused to play Kansas, which is the uh, you know allegedly that's and reported. Soft. Well, I hope that's well, not true. Well, apparently they wanted to play, and their administration wouldn't let him play. I hope Dion doesn't go there. You know, there are some teams that are out there that could possibly he could go to if he has some success. And look. I'm never going to poo-poo on, and I'm not trying to get political here, a black man getting a head coach at a Power 5 job. I, I'm not going to do it. You know, like, so, I mean, I, I think it's a great fit. I think it's a great fit because Colorado needs to be relevant. They just got relevant. Uh, he did <clears throat> He did just – Pooh Bear just put this up. Bring it up, Pooh. Uh, not the Jerry Jones thing, the other one. Um, he said there's also a reported rift between him and his son, Shiloh, as well, tune in to the Golden Boot Podcast huh. tonight at 7.30. Okay. I th- well, Shiloh hasn't really been playing as much. I, I don't – I got to be honest. I haven't. <laughs> Y'all would know more than me. Uh, uh, Pooh Bear is going to know more than I do. I would on this because um, Shadur has been the one oh, who ever says he starts. About. What does he play? Mm-hmm. What does he play? Pooh, what does he play? TV, I think. No, I thought Maybe that was Shadur. Shadur's the quarterback. He's a safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadur's the quarterback, and frankly, I think Shadur's the the better yeah, the better safety. of the two. I, I'd be curious to see, and that's interesting that that uh, Pooh Bear has that info. I'm curious to see what the the rift is, and we don't want to give it out on here because yeah, they're going to talk about it on the Golden Boot podcast. Dion said his mama stank. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I did see this because I watched a whole ten minute clip of Dion telling his players he was leaving. You know, he's Dion said there's never been a lot of times I've made the wrong decision in my life other than maybe some marriages. And Shador said, Hey, hey, 
Hey, because I'm assuming that you know, he, you know. <laughs> so I, I was like, Shiloh wasn't laughing. Yeah, I bet you he was. So I thought that was funny. All right, it's been fun, Joe. Thank you for hopping on AYS officially. Sure. We will have some big news coming up soon with me and Joe. So it's gonna be fun. But until then, guys, thank y'all so much, Joe. Thank you. Thank you so thank much. Thank you for having me. This was fun. It always is, man. We we got connection like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, which Hell by yeah. the way, it's fourteen ten and Bengals are are, are are on the on the doorstep. So, come on, parlay. You know, I wonder if Bet Online gets mad if I win games. You know, like hey, we pay you to be a sponsor. Well, you're winning. You're winning like eight bucks. So it's 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 like how much are they gonna get? Unless you're placing some big big money. Do you think they screenshot my bet and like, oh look, Rafino's trying to bet again, dumbass? <laughs> you know, all right. Well, they want us to use the product. That's that's the that's the whole point. It's true. All right, guys, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.